0: And I looked around Australia and I couldn't find anyone doing online education in the kind of full of integrity and and honesty and and kind of like, here's the facts and take the information and do it yourself.
1: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shump and in this episode, we're speaking with award-winning mortgage broker, entrepreneur and author, Jane Slack-Smith. Originally a miner from Dubbo, Slack-Smith changed her career path for good after starting her portfolio at 31. Stay tuned to hear how she grew her multi-million dollar portfolio and the resources she utilised to do it. Between meeting and managing her clients and producing content for her company, SlackSmith has a busy daily schedule.
0: On a given day, I might have three to four discovery calls with new clients who are looking for finance and we just work out whether we're a good fit in working together because I, I don't believe that uh, everyone you know, works uh, together well so for me, it's really important in, in providing Um, some understanding of what each party needs in a relationship so that we can go on because I really want to be part of people's long-term goals rather than a a one-and-done kind of uh, loan provider. Mm. And and then the rest of the time we're usually in pre-production for podcasts and videos and and looking at how to do virtual reality, exciting things with our new videos and and looking at um, how we can update our courses and material for for our students, and a lot of time is spent um, assisting the community on our private Facebook pages in answering questions and putting them in touch and and getting them to the results that they want. So, yeah, pretty full day.
1: On top of a busy schedule, Slacksmith balances being a wife and mum at home.
0: My husband was a consultant and then in, in IT, and you know, with our portfolio, he uh, stopped work when he was. Oh, Forty-two, I think. So he is now following his dream, which is being a full-time artist. So he does photorealistic art, and uh, you can have a look at toddsimpsonart.com. But uh, beautiful works, and you know they go into the Archibald and the portrait um, exhibitions in in London, etc. So. Um, he's following his dreams, and unfortunately, I don't. I don't have a, a hobby that I could uh, check out with and and spend all day. Out. My hobby is kind of teaching other people. So, you know, I'm I'm also following my dream and doing what I love, which is helping others. And I've got a nine year old son who um, keeps us entertained. As as of the weekend, I am the proud. Uh, Completer and designer of a Nerf gun arsenal storage <laughs> shadow board. So you know the things that I can do are amazing.
1: Originally an engineering minor from Dubbo, Slack Smith became inspired to set up a financial plan for her future.
0: As a uh, girl from the bush, uh, from a farm in Dubbo, I was. Uh, One of the first to attend a university in my family and I did a mining engineering degree and specialised in explosives. So I spent the next 18 years working in the mining industry, which was very exciting. And in that period of time, I uh, knew that I was probably just working for my money day in and day out and doing nothing with it. And I knew I had to do something and I had a, you know, come to Jesus moment with a reading of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad and uh, started to think more about my future and what I wanted to achieve.
1: This realization brought her to the idea of property investment. After some success, Slacksmith also decided to educate others on how to reach success through property.
0: I took my risk assessment skills of understanding risks and likelihoods and consequences of risk to property investment and built a property portfolio from a mere $45,000 start um, way up to a multi-million dollar portfolio today and decided along the way that I wanted to teach other people how to do it too. So I essentially started looking into how I could assist people in uh, their education on how to find the right property in the right area to get them to their goals quicker And I realized back in 2004, 2005, that if I did that without having professional indemnity insurance, I was probably going to um, put some risk around my own portfolio. And the only person or profession at that stage that could talk about property was a mortgage broker. So I decided to do that part-time. And that lasted about three weeks because of the demand of people wanting some assistance. And I went full-time. And since that start way back in 2005, I've won um, Australia's Mortgage Broker of the Year twice and um, property investment advisor runner-up in a a recent award, which I'm really proud of. And in 2012, I decided it was time to put all the education and knowledge around property investing and building my portfolio and all of the thousands of investors I'd worked with into play and started Your Property Success, which is um, an online education platform that assists people in getting to their property success so that's essentially me
1: she explains why she decided to enter into the mining industry as an initial career path
0: i had a very wise person tell me once that it wasn't really important what you studied it was the fact that you learned how to study and learned how to learn mm. so i knew that i knew i had to have a scholarship to go to university and you know, my family um, couldn't afford to to send me off, and uh, so I looked at where the scholarships were and where my skills were, and, you know, they say that you have three careers in a lifetime these days, and that's on today's, you know, uh, life expectancy. It's going to be a whole lot more in a few years' time. I think
1: it's more than three now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I knew it wasn't a job for life. I knew it was an opportunity to learn. So um, I had a lot of strengths in engineering. They were looking for girls in engineering then, and although I don't believe in affirmative action, At the time, um, I kind of stumbled into the fact that um, there was promotion of women in engineering, and I looked at all the different engineering courses, and a lot of them just seemed to be boring. You know, you're designing something and you never get out there and do things, and mining engineering – You learned a bit of mechanical, a bit of civil. You did surveying and geology and you're in a ute driving around big mines, you know, telling dozer drivers what to do and blowing stuff up. And then I worked underground for a year on night shift as a labourer because there's a belief that you can't become a manager and tell other people what to do until you've done it yourself, which I, you know, grew up with, you know, cleaning up stables on the farm. So, you know, we were always pitching in and doing things. But I was the first girl to work in underground coal mines another another girl and I turned up at the same day at two different mines after they re- changed the laws back in 1989 to let women underground and everyone went on strike and I was like oh, okay <laughs> so you know it's a, it's ama- amazing to think in our, our lifetime there was still those kind of things going on but there was you know some adversities to get over and and um, you just had to get in and do the work and prove that you were willing to learn and and that's what I did
1: Blacksmith fell into investment education after building a successful portfolio and having friends and colleagues ask her how she did it.
0: You know, I had a really great relationship, had a, a wonderful career and very successful career in the mining industry. But um, after building a you know a really good portfolio and having so many people ask how how do you do it and sitting on a mine side and Mount Isa waiting to push a button and for a you know a mountain to blow up kind of thing people were asking what to do, and I was doing all these kind of toolbox talks and mine sites all around Australia, and I thought, <laughs> well, if people are really interested, I could teach this, and, uh, and I like teaching. So, yeah, that's, that's how I kind of moved from mining
1: onwards. She explains how these conversations took place, particularly with her work colleagues. So
0: what I was doing was, I was, at that time, I was working for a company that was an explosives company, and as an expert, different mine sites would turn, ask me to come and design blasts for them or do safety audits oh. or, you know, um, do incident analysis of something that went wrong. So I got, by virtue of that, to go to most mine sites throughout Australia.
1: Ah, oh, okay, it. Gotcha. And whilst I
0: was on the mine sites, they'd go, hey, what have you been up to? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm going back to Sydney to renovate a house this weekend. They're <laughs> like, what? Tell me about it. So. Naturally, one thing would lead to another and they're like, how are you doing this? I'm like, how are you not doing it? We're on the same income. So, then <laughs> we started chatting about, well, how can you, you know, make your money work for you rather than not work for you. You work for your money. Mm. So, to Robert Kiyosaki.
1: Initially, Select Me struggled with managing her finances after starting her first job after studies.
0: I, like most people, um, allowed my, I, you know, I went from a, university um, income of $10,000 a year to a, a first-year-out graduate income of like $75,000 a year, and my lifestyle expanded to my <laughs> –
1: Quite substantially, oh, yes. Yeah,
0: and I remember getting my first credit card going, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I can buy an Oriton handbag, and I don't have to pay for it. And, uh, and then I realized a few months later that I did have to pay for it. But um, so I, I, I was very much into that disposable – um, world, you know, I had, hadn't come from an affluent background so having money, you know, I could help my parents, I could help put my sister through school and put her through university, I could you know, go on holidays. So I, I did all of that and I didn't save a lot.
1: However, in her late 20s, she had a realization that changed her path completely.
0: And then when I hit 28 and sat down and had the, the moment with uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm going to have to help my parents when they retire um, because they'll be on the couple's income because they haven't got you know, uh, investments that they can fall back on. And uh, I've only got a certain amount of time to do this. So I smartened up. I read a lot of books about budgeting and you know, I, had, I decided to withdraw all of my pay every week and, you know, I'd have green money, silver money, gold money. So I'd have savings money, money I could spend and save, and, and money that was you know, available for very long-term savings. And I built up savings of
1: $45,000. Coming up after the break, we'll learn about how Slacksmith got started on an investment journey.
0: Nine months later, that $425,000 property was revalued at 700000 so I did, I took a personal loan out and did a $50,000 renovation.
1: The next step after building her portfolio.
0: So, you know, just teaching people how to do that was important to me. And then, and the only way I could do that was a mortgage broker.
1: As well as starting her educational business.
0: And I looked around Australia and I couldn't find um, anyone doing online education in the kind of, full of integrity and, and honesty. and
1: All this and much more after the break. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. After working in the mining industry for a number of years and saving a deposit of forty-five thousand dollars, Slacksmith bought her first investment property.
0: So I bought my first property for four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Twenty-five thousand dollars went straight to stamp duty, so I had a five percent deposit. And then nine months later, that four hundred twenty-five thousand dollar property was revalued at seven hundred thousand. So I did. I took a personal loan out and did a fifty thousand dollar renovation. And then I pulled out $100,000 and went to Sydney and did it for the next property and pulled out money and did it again and built up the portfolio very quickly by using no more than that first $45,000 to contribute to buying the properties.
1: Wow. How did you feel when you first bought your first property?
0: oh my gosh, like I felt since every property since, buyer's remorse. You're like, oh my God, what have I done? And then uh, you sit down and go, I've done the numbers, I've done the research, I understand the risks, I've minimised the risks, it's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I
0: think when I speak to clients and, you know, we've got people um, putting in offers on properties every day and, and I do deal re- reviews for uh, for our clients to just make sure that it's uh, the property fits their buying criteria and every single time you know, those people who are not feeling buyer's remorse, I have a, f- a few worries about and, and, I, and I make sure I ask extra questions because I think you need to, you know, we, we're not talking about, you know, buying a packet of chips. We're we're playing with hundreds of thousands of dollars and potential to create, you know, financial freedom in the future. So it's a big decision and uh, and I think, you know, it, it should be taken um, not lightly and, uh, yeah, so buyer's remorse is definitely, I, I think that's a good thing.
1: Like many others, Slacksmith was initially hesitant to start investing in property and tried other means of investment.
0: My boss kept saying to me, when are you going to get a mortgage so I know that I have you for life? (laughs) So, I just thought, oh my gosh, and the word mort is death, right, so mortgage means death. So, I was thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to be tied down to the white picket fence, you know, I'm footloose and fancy free, I'm only 28. And, um, so I had a lot of fear around the property investment. And like a lot of people, I didn't realize that, um, you could invest in property without owning your own home. So, you know, uh, so I decided that I needed to create a financial future of security for myself. So, I after I read Rich Dad, Poor Dead, I went and signed up to Australian Stock Exchange courses and I did all of their courses. And then I spreadsheeted and paper traded all of these shares just you know on a spreadsheet, didn't actually put my money in my pocket for anything. And um, I couldn't believe it. I'd come up with this great, you know, uh, analysis of a company. And they'd then go and change the board or they'd change their strategic direction. And all my, my research had gone oh, out the window. No. I could think I've got no control. And then um, for my 30th birthday, I decided that I would pay for three financial planners to assist me in, in putting it together, a plan together. And two of them just wanted to go into shares. And, and that's when I found out that financial planners were really salespeople. it was the para planners in the background that were doing all the work but they were only confined by they were allowed so so that really um confused me and then one guy wanted to day trade for me shares which i don't even think financial planners legally could do and um and i asked them about property and they said well financial planners are not allowed to talk about property because it's not a listed property club you know um security class
1: After monitoring the share market and using some advice given to her husband, Slacksmith decided property was the way to go.
0: That all changed only just a few years ago. So I was kind of on my own. So I made this investment, my forty-five thousand dollars. I took the, um, I I basically monitored what the shares would have been done under the recommendations of the two brokers and financial planners. And I did my property investing at the same time, and obviously, you know, I made like 175,000 in nine months with the property investing. And the one lot of shares that if I put my forty-five thousand dollars in would have gone up to fifty, and the other one went down to about forty-two. So Is it clear? kind of did, yeah. And my husband had done property investing in New Zealand where he was from, and he he had a little business um, whilst he was at uni mowing lawns, and there was like a twenty-four-year-old guy who said come mow my investment property lawn, and he said, you did a good job, come mow the other ones. And and my husband said, how did you get so many? He said, the first one's the hardest. And once you get the right one for the first one, you can build your portfolio. So um, he was really inspired, and, and when we uh, started dating, he was telling me about property investing, and I was still very reticent. So I was a reticent latecomer to property investing, albeit the fact that I did buy my first property when I was 31.
1: Having been successful investing and in giving out advice, Slack Smith changed her career path again to become a mortgage broker.
0: I thought, well, if I can do this, I want to share this with my family and friends. So I actively talked to my best friends, and you know, my sister have multi-million dollar property portfolios, and I wanted to assist them. And then, you know, their friends would hear about what they'd done and how they'd, you know, located a great property in a great area and rented it out quickly or added some value through renovation. But it was all about the location that I felt was missing in the education. Mm. And that, as an engineer, that kind of, you know, Excel spreadsheets and using the internet, that was where my forte was. So, you know, just teaching people how to do that was important to me. And then essentially um, when people kept asking, I thought, you know, at some point I need to have some um, protection around my portfolio in case, you know, someone takes my – a story as advice and it goes wrong and the only way I could do that as a mortgage broker so for me you know although loans and financing is is you know arguably the starting point to building a portfolio and understanding that and getting it right I saw so many people set up with the wrong loans and you know with uh, banks who have been trying to help them out but hadn't structured them correctly and had limited their ability to buy and not achieve their goals so in my whole conversation with people around their finance needs, is about what the goals are, and it's it's about the property. It's not about the loan and how the property fits into the portfolio to achieve the goals and the time frame that people want. So, um, so I guess I I did things a little differently in the sense to me it was all about um, that journey and having long term clients and being on that journey for the long term with them. So, you know, I provide different services to most mortgage brokers because. You know, I want to facilitate, um, I think, the total package of what people need when they're buying properties that, you know, it's it's difficult to get when you're starting out.
1: She explains a common experience for couples who start investing and how she helps them overcome these initial fears.
0: Sometimes, you know, um, it's really hard for people, married people who one's really keen to invest and the other isn't. And there's a lot of tension around that and, and often there's a fear of losing, you know, hard-earned nest egg. And it's about taking the fear away by understanding the risks and minimizing those risks and having a conversation about it's a step-by-step process, the location is key, you know, and that's why we spend so much time where we've developed, you know, the suburb selector software and, and all these, you know, different location um uh, courses and things to really help people target that and you know tools like rp data professional and um that i i personally um for my mortgage pre-approved clients i pay the three months of the pre-approval period to give people access to that because i'm i'm so focused on helping people you know make sure that they have the right resources and and to be able to find the right property in the right area and so there's some great products you know ripe house and Microburbs and you know, there's a lot of free and unpaid um, resources, just take a little bit of extra work to, to make them work for you but there's also a, great, a lot of um, paid resources that people can use and I think just having everything in one place where people can learn where to do it is really important as well.
1: Slacksmith describes how she relied on resources like books and seminars to educate herself on achieving success in property.
0: Being curious and a lifetime learner, I also wanted to read everyone's books. And, you know, I've got 135 books on property on my bookshelf at the moment. And wow. I really wanted to learn from others' mistakes so I didn't make them. So, you know, I'd go to these seminars and look, let's be honest, there's not that much new stuff in property investing. And you'd go to the seminars and and they'd be saying the same thing. But I then wanted to listen to the stories about what they did wrong because most people get up and go, I lost everything and then I rebuilt it. I want to know what they, the mistakes they made to lose everything so that I never had to do that. So I had the opportunity to jump, you know, on the shoulders of those giants, um, jump ahead and, over the mistakes that they'd made. So I can't claim um, a devastating investing blow at all. I think I thought at one stage that um, a property that I'd done all the research for in Darlington, near Newtown in Sydney, um, was a bit of a dog, but it did 25% last year.
1: However, while some resources were extremely useful, she found not everything available was relevant or reliable.
0: One of the things when I started investing, and, and that was, you know, I was looking around 1999, 2000, so I guess, you know, it's almost 17 years of, of investing, was that there was a few books, and, you know, Jan Summers mm-hmm. you know, loved loved her books, and, and Robert Kiyosaki, and there was a few educators out there, but you never knew who to trust, and there was always, you know, buy my course, and then it's a good buy, or get my loan, or get my, you know, whatever someone was selling, and it was kind of that feeling that it was a transaction, and, and I, you know, I genuinely, for me, it's about the stories and it's about the people and it's about getting people to a place that might just be an aha moment.
1: At this point, Slacksmith decided that Australia needed relevant resources. So she found a mentor to assist her in educating others.
0: And I looked around Australia and I couldn't find um, anyone doing online education in the kind of, you know, full of integrity and, and honesty and, and kind of like here's the facts and, you know, take take the information and do it yourself. You know, there's no kind of steak knives being thrown in. So I went to the, the States and I found an educator over there and spent a year being mentored um, just flying backwards and forwards from Australia and, and learning best practices in, in trying to educate people in the best in adult education and uh, made us <laughs> probably... Probably could have bought a house with what I had put into developing the education platform, but um, to be able to communicate those stories and, and sharings, and yeah, it's just—I mean—in in the last you know five years, the the community that we've built and the students that we have—they're just, just—they're just so lovely and so supportive, and you know, just. People in the private Facebook groups, you know, they might be saying, Hey, there's a deal on Greys Online. I'm getting a ute together to go down and pick it up. Do you guys know, anyone we want, want to help? You know, I can pick up stuff for you and drop it off. Or there'll be someone else saying, You know, quick, I need a a roof repair here and, and people jumping online and giving people numbers and and or, you know, here's a property I've been looking at. What do you think I could do with the floor plan? And it's just the generosity of spirit mm. and that community involvement that I'm just so proud of. And that's what I wanted. I wanted somewhere that people could go and feel that they could um, have a safe place to discuss property investing without having your friends and family going, oh, you're, yeah. you're going to go broke. Yeah.
1: After becoming well-read in property and in education, Slyksmik knows the benefits of good resources and wrote her own book.
0: I always want to learn more and I'm always signing up for courses and something like, um, you know, James Patterson teaches how to write because I'm interested in how to convey my message and be a better writer. I don't necessarily want to write a book. I have written one book, Your Property Success with Renovation, but, uh, you know, I don't plan on writing anymore. But it just intrigues me uh, looking at people who excel at what they do and, shortcutting the path of pain that they've been through and learn from their mistakes and learn their recommendations so I can can put those things in place so you know I do courses on photography writing you know marketing obviously finance and I'm always uh, looking to learn more and I'm always curious about what people are uh, doing so that I can learn from their experiences as well
1: she continues to provide relevant and trustworthy advice to clients all over the country.
0: You know, I spoke to a lady today who thought that she could do nothing because her borrowing capacity leads her to a purchase price of $160,000. And we talked about areas and the fundamentals of low-risk investing and, you know, looking for infrastructure and population growth and economy growth. And we highlighted a few areas that she could afford. And she was just, she was so excited. She said, you know, this is a revelation to me. I I feel I can almost breathe again because I really want to invest but I feel that I can't get into the market. So, it's just those moments that for me make my day um, complete and um, which, which are really exciting for me.
1: Thank you to James Slack-Smith for joining us on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more stories like this, visit propertyinvestory.com.